Have you ever wondered what it takes to be a great boss? Well, you're not alone, and I'm here to help you find the answers. I'm Talmar Anderson, and welcome to Rock Your Bossitude. On this podcast, we will be diving headfirst into the people side of business, because I firmly believe that's where the magic happens. Each episode will feature candid interviews with fellow bosses who've gone from small business owners to thriving CEOs. Plus, I'll share actionable training to help you rock your own journey. Whether it's your first hire or you simply want to enhance your own boss skills, Rock Your Bossitude can act as your trusted compass. So are you ready to rock your bossitude? Yeah, you are. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Rock Your Bossitude. Today is a solo episode. That means you get just me, my insights, some actionable steps, and maybe a warning or two. We'll find out. Today's topic is remote hires. So remote work really came um, into its own during a dark time in our history. Around 2020, there was a little something called the pandemic, literally the pandemic. And you can read all about that somewhere else. But what we saw culturally was that the world, big business, small business, solopreneurs up to, you know, international companies were getting more and more comfortable with the idea that we could find people to help us in our business that were not coming into our office so we could lord over their desks and make sure they were doing exactly what they said they were doing every time they said they were doing it. And I I know for me, I would tell you that you know, it makes me sad that more people are going to the remoteness of working because there's a real human need that is fulfilled with in-person work, right? We're all tribal. We all want to belong and we all want to have that, you know, community that is looking out for us in one way or another. And that's far easier and far usually runs far deeper for those that get to come into an office environment on a regular basis. Now, I will tell you, it is entirely possible to build a kick-ass culture and create a community within your team remotely. The big difference, boss, is that it takes far more intention. And we'll talk about a couple of things you can do today so that you and your remote people are better um, able to connect, communicate, and get the job done in a way that makes everybody feel valued and hopefully will set your business up for a little more success in these remote hires. And, and I think the first thing that we need to address is that that big fear that business owners have especially solopreneurs, when they're first making their first hires, they often hire independent contractor types, which are not supposed to be told what to do. Um, Maybe even, you know, how to show up, but they're definitely being told, this is the result I need per our independent contractor agreement and the scope of work that I've given you for this project. And so this is what I need. And I need it on this date. And, you know, we could talk about management a different day, but I would say you would manage that person before that due date so that you're not disappointed and you find out how they're progressing. But I digress. Today, we're talking about remote team management. 
And whether we're hiring an independent contractor or we're hiring an employee, we need to create a real structure around how you, boss, are going to show up for them so that these people can be successful. Remember, the motto for Boss Actions, my company and my firm belief is a boss provides the tools, the team builds success. And if that's the case, the tools we have to utilize and create for our remote team are more specific and more intentional. Now, I can hear you rolling your eyes at me. Telmar, intention. Of course, I intend to get what I need when I tell them what to do. That's not what we're talking about. We're, what, what I'm suggesting is that when you have meetings, you are really thinking about whether they fall into the idea of, is this a meeting where I'm trying to connect with my employee as an employee to find out that they're satisfied with the, the work? And, that, and that's a big discussion about culture and who they are and where they're going and how we work together. But that's a type of meeting that you would have. One where you're really trying to connect with them as a team member, as somebody that you're working with and helping be successful. How do they think it's going? Then another kind of meeting you might have would be um, what I call a priority meeting, but some people call it a project meeting. This is where we're literally going through the list of what is due when and who's working what, and what might be the things that are getting in the way, right? The client's not calling back, or I don't know, I've looked everywhere and I can't find this, you know, template, whatever that might look like. And that's a different meeting. That is just talking about the work, who's assigned what, what what sticky wickets are in our way, and where um, people are oftentimes sharing what they're working on, especially if you have a few people on your team, so that everyone knows where the company's going, kind of in a general idea. So those are those are about the work. What's going on this day? Who needs to work on what? What what order should it be worked on? And as a boss, you show up to those meetings, helping them understand what's the most important to you. Because guess what, boss? Your idea of what's most important is literally the definition of what's most important, right? So we have meetings where we're trying to meet with our employees to better understand how they feel like they are a part of this team and this company and this brand and this culture. We talk about the priorities and the projects and the workload where we're going. And then we have performance meetings, right? Performance meetings are things where we are um, talking about how the individual is showing up. Are they meeting or exceeding deadlines? Are they hitting all their goals? Are they working to capacity, right? These are, this is how they're doing the work. Different than the first meeting we talked about, because the first meeting is about culture and fit and what they see and what they hear and what they think. Performance is about what you think, boss. Are they doing a good job or are they not? And those kinds of meetings can be good. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited, Talmar. I loved how you connected with that client and they were totally won over. We're for sure getting that deal. Great job, right? That's a performance meeting. You're, you're taking the time to meet with a team member and tell them when they're doing things right. What we often focus on though is the performance meeting where we're also telling them what they're not doing right. And that can include disciplinary action. It can include, you know, a performance improvement plan, also called a PIP. Um, There can be a lot behind a performance meeting, but that's a different kind of meeting. 
So, so we've talked about three types of meetings here. And I would tell you whether you're meeting in person or whether you're meeting um, remotely, these meetings can be very effective in either situation. Where the intention comes in and where the remote difference comes in is how we create opportunities to create tenure and protect our company reputation. So oftentimes, this is us getting to know each other and care each other about each other and like each other. So that can include fun, um, you know, evenings, uh, you know, maybe you get together for a happy hour and everybody brings their favorite flavored cocoa and they share what that's about. Maybe you'd play games every once a month and everybody gets to laugh and play an online version of a game. Maybe you um, all read a book together and uh, this is not assigned work. This is fun. Like maybe it's a Patterson book that everybody likes and everybody talks about it in some kind of a message board. But there's an intention to get the connection between your team members, whether that's independent contractors or employees, right? Even sometimes you can get your vendors involved if you have a vendor you work with a lot. But this intention to make each other come together in a situation that allows for connection that is deeper than the deadlines Friday can you meet, right? We have to ask about them as a human. We might have, you know, one of my favorite things is um, a lot of companies that are trying to build that connection, they'll have different, whether it's Slack or an instant message or some chat board, but they'll have a board that's specifically for fun, not work topics, right? Like uh, some people have pictures of their dogs. They all show goofy pictures of their dogs or some have a recipe. Oh my gosh, I tried this new recipe. Check this out. Some uh, have movie talk. They talk about the movies they're going to see and what they think of them afterwards. Again, this is culture and specific to you, boss, because I need you to be involved in these things. I need you to, if you create a channel for the team, be in there and be a human. If it's about movies, you got to tell them straight up, District 9 is a horrible, horrible, violent movie. I'm not interested in it. I have tons of people that say it's a great movie. I will argue with you to the ends of earth, whether on Slack or in person, not for me, right? But having those water cooler moments, you need to create places and opportunities for the different people, including you, to get to know each other outside of, is the work done? Is it done well? Did we get paid, right? That's not going to create the kind of tenure that we need from our remote employees. I want you to get 18 to 36 months of great employee results. That would be a, an exceptional hire. I understand it's not what you all want to hear, but truthfully, that would be a great hire. Somebody who came in and rocked their job for a year and a half to three years, that would be beautiful. But it's for them to want to stay that long, they have to care about the human side of the business, the people that are in there doing it with them. And you must create those opportunities. It, it is much more than an annual, you know, in the olden days, they would have like a Christmas party where they'd spend tons of money. Everybody would eat, you know, steak and dance to a DJ and there'd be an open bar. That's not enough anymore, right? We, you, you might do something like that. If you're fortunate enough to grow your business, you might start having 
you know, situations where you get to fly your team together to have strategic planning or retreat or just a fun vacation, because that is a beautiful thing to be able to do for your team. But until we have the right people on the team, and until the team and the business is big enough to do that, we have to create a virtual version and space to allow people to bond outside of the work conversation. And it takes some time and it takes, you know, putting thought into, okay, what am I going to do for Thanksgiving? Do we want to have the week before a luncheon where everybody you know, brings their favorite recipe and and shows it off on how they make it? Or what do we want to do for summertime? Do we want to have some kind of a, you know, ideal vacation party where we all dress like we're going to our favorite summertime place, whether that's a lake or a, or, you know, on the French Riviera, wherever that, wherever their ideal vacation spot would be for a summer. And you, you just have to put time into it because here's the thing. Remote teams, if they don't have buy-in, if they don't feel included, if they don't feel like you know anything or worse, that you don't care to know anything about them, they have no reason to stay there as soon as somebody offers them a nickel more an hour. And, And yes, you're competing for good people. You're competing to keep good people. You're competing to read into good people and give them what they need so they will build this business for you and with you. And I'm telling you, it's not the compensation. If they take compensation that's different than what you're offering, more than what you're offering, it's because as a boss and as a culture, you didn't show up for them. They did not believe that you cared enough about them or what they brought to the table. They did not feel valued in their collaboration. And it really, I know it's, I don't want you to fake it. I want you to find a way to connect with your team outside of talking about work. And so that looks like adding an extra 15 minutes into every meeting that you know you're creating space for everybody to come on and check in and say what their goals are for a new year. And it can be personal goals. Maybe somebody's going to try to lose weight and somebody else is going to try to work out and somebody's going to try to read books. And if you each check on each other, there becomes more conversation because remote work for your team can be hugely isolating. And the more isolated a human is, the less they feel valued in all forms of their life and the less they feel excited to show up for themselves to contribute to your company. I know it's not, it's not your job to keep them in a healthy, happy place. They are adults and they are responsible for the life choices they make. But if you want them to care about your business, you have to create opportunities to get to know what they care about and you have to decide Is it worth you paying attention and giving them the time and energy behind understanding whether you have a team member that's on a dance team or whether you have a a family member, I'm, I'm sorry, a team member that has family in different states like Oklahoma and they need to travel when they travel, they're driving. So it's going to be a longer time away from the office and that's okay, right? Understanding what's important to your people and just showing, I'm telling you, it takes such little effort showing a little 
awareness and intention and joy for them when they're excited about what they're excited about, that reads into the profitability of your company over and over and over again. If you fake it, they'll know it. I'm asking you to do an actual mind shift change. I need you to consider and really be aware. Can you show up for them the way you want them to show up every work with enthusiasm and excitement and joy for what they do? I think you can. Boss on. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. If this episode helped you, be sure to share it with a friend or another business owner that you think would benefit from listening to this podcast. Share this episode and any questions on social media with the hashtag rockyourbossitudepodcast and let us know what you want us to be talking about. Until next time, remember, you've got what it takes to be an amazing boss. Boss on!